Father, you are the one that opened the heart of Lydia to receive all that Paul had to say. Father, we ask that you would make our hearts fertile grounds, O God. That you would minister life unto us, O God. And let your name be glorified in Jesus' mighty name. Blessed be your holy name, O God in heaven. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank God for gathering us here once again. As many of us are aware, to God be the glory, the lockdown is more or less lifted, isn't it? Praise God. And we thank God because the Bible said that if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and call me and pray, that the Lord said that he would hear from his holy temple and he would heal our land. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we thank God. We thank God for answering our prayers. And we ask that his name be continuously glorified in our midst in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Quickly, let's just go to open our Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 4. Sorry, Luke chapter 2. We're reading from verses 41, from verse 41 to 52. Luke chapter 2, from verses 41 to 52. If you're there with me, say Amen. And if you're not, perhaps it's on the screen and you should be able to read it. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Shall we read together one to go? His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the day, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Jesus and his, sorry, and Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now it was, so it was that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand this statement which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with men. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. For those who are writing, the title of my sermon this morning is This Thing Called Purpose. Praise God. This Thing Called Purpose. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. For us, for many of us who are aware, um, every month we theme our months. And by the grace of God, this month is our month of divine alignment. Hallelujah. It's our month of divine alignment. And just to give a recap of what we discussed last week. We started discussing the subject of what it takes to align, aligning to the plans and purposes of God. And I started by saying that in every man's life, irrespective of gender, tribe, or race, or whatever it may be, 
everyone's utmost desire is to seek the meaning of life. Praise God. For anyone who is truly focused about accomplishing anything in life, their primary intention is what? My life must mean something. Praise the Lord. And the reason behind this is because God has put that desire in each and every one of us. And that is why I dare to say that that's why many of us are frustrated. You see, the, the reality of it is that frustration, some will see it as bad, but it's just purpose calling somebody to what they're supposed to do. Praise God. So for every time you find yourself frustrated, it's only an indication with God that you are supposed to be doing something other than where you are currently are. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And that's why I said that one of the greatest desires of any human being is to attain a state of worth where they believe that their life counts for something. Hallelujah. That your life must count for something. And that is why I said that irregardless of whatever it may be, you must acknowledge this fact that this innate desire is God-given and you validate the ideology that you were created for a reason. Praise God. You were created for a reason. Nobody was created to occupy space. Praise the Lord. I want to drill it into our understanding this morning. Regardless of your past, regardless of your background, everybody, regardless of your age, you were created for what? A reason. Praise the Lord. And that is why I said that what? You must, first of all, convince yourself that what? You matter. Praise God. Regardless of what anybody may tell you, you must convince yourself that what? I matter. Praise the Lord. As a matter of fact, even the science to say that what matter is anything that what has weight and what occupies space. Praise the Lord. There's a reason why God, there's still, there, there, there's still breath in your lungs. Just to carry on. And I said that what divine alignment, praise the Lord, divine alignment takes place when God begins to orchestrate the events in your life and circumstances that enable us to fall in line with his plans and purposes for our lives. I'll say it again. A divine alignment takes place when God uses the events in your life, whether good or bad. Because the Bible says what? Romans 8 verse 28. That what? All things work together for them who love God and are called according to his purpose. When you read the Bible in God, Genesis chapter 50. The Bible said that when Joseph's brothers identified or realized that Joseph was the prime minister, the Bible said that what they began to apologize. But Joseph said what? You meant it for harm. Praise the Lord. But God did what? Turned it around for my good. And so it takes understanding for us to understand that when things happen in our lives as a believer, whether good or bad, a divine alignment is what? Taking place. Praise the Lord. I'll share a, a brief story. I remember very vividly, May 8th, 2014. I went to work like every normal day. And all of a sudden, an email came across that a couple of people were, were going to be made redundant. Now, mind you, I came from Nigeria to do my master's and my plan when I was coming from Nigeria was that I would only do two years and I would go back. My dream was to work for PwC. And for many of us who are accountants, you know, it has always been my desire because my cousin who works there, he will come back home and he will sell me some fantastic ideas. Like my 
in everything about me was PWC. Even when I finished university, did my youth service, I want, that's all I wanted to do. Praise God. But as God will have it, you know, I came to the UK here, I did my master's, and for some reason, for some reason, that desire to stay back began to well up in my heart. Praise God. Now, don't get me wrong, it's not that I didn't have anything to do in Nigeria, but for some reason, you know, my desire to serve God, I didn't want to leave Swansea. Remember, I said divine alignment is when things, events in your life, begin to happen or circumstances that begin to push you into what God will have you truly do. And so, mind you, and I was on a, on a work permit. And the nature of my work permit was such that, except I had that job, I have to leave. And so they told me that, you know, your role is being made redundant and would have to let you go. Now, so many things started going to my mind that, Lord, you know, am I going to get deported? Blah, 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 blah. But you see, you know, someone said something and he said that your purpose is not limited by the resources that are available and it cannot be denied by its lack thereof. Praise God. So in other words, that whether things are working or not, it cannot deny the plans and purposes of God for your life. And so for that day, I went home and then my wife was still dating and she was in Nigeria then, you know. And so I called, I said, look, this is, and I cannot forget, I stood at that, the door of that place. And she said, well, thank God. Genuinely speaking, when I told her, I said, look, I'm being laid off. Those were her words. You know what said? Let us thank God. The Bible says what? After all, in all things, do what? Give thanks. And so I went to my room that day and I just knelt down my bed and I said, Lord, have your way. For the first two days, I was down. For the first two days, I was down. And I was, I was asking myself several I said, God, you know, even if I wanted to go back to Nigeria, at least give me notice. You know, at least let me gather myself. I mean, if I go back home empty-handed, they'll be like, you know, you have spent so many years and yet you're coming back with nothing to show for it. You know, and I was so sad. But... I remember that Monday morning, I woke up on a Monday, because this was happening on a Thursday. So I woke up on a Monday, and you know, I just told myself, I said, you know what? Yes, it has happened, but God, have your way. And from that Monday morning, I would wake up as the time I would get up for work, I would dress up, and I would come to church here, and I would start reading books. Remember, divine alignment. And I'll start reading books. I did this consistently every day, Monday to Friday. I will come here like as if I was going to work. And I will read books and I will pray. I will read books and I will pray. I will read books and I will pray. Fast forward three weeks later, they called me back and said, you know what? We need you back. Praise God. But you see, that moment was the key that defined what I'm doing today. Praise God. That three weeks, that three weeks, is the reason why I am here today. Why am I saying this? There could be somebody here that in your life, things may not be working. Remember we read the story of Jonah last week. That God had to use, God sent Jonah somewhere, but Jonah refused to go. And God had to use the events and circumstances to push him into what he originally designed him to, uh, to do. Remember I said that what everybody here 
we were created for what? A purpose. There is a reason why God, what? Created you. There's a reason why you are in this church and not any church anywhere else. Praise God. There's a reason why you are in Swansea. And guess what? The earlier you find it out, the quicker you begin to feel fulfilled. The quicker you begin to have meaning, sense of destiny attached to what you're doing. Because why? We were not created to just to occupy space. No. The earth is supposed to what? Fill you. Praise God. Humanity is supposed to benefit from what you carry. And so for the any time you fail not to attach sense of destiny to what you're doing, you are denying people around you your gift. You're denying people around you your potential. And for that reason, you are bringing shame and disdain to God. Praise the Lord. Because the glory of every creator is in the effective use of what was created. Praise the Lord. The glory of every creator is that what? You are what? Being effective in what you are created to do. You know, in the course of this week, I, remember, I said that of all the themes that we have had so far in this month, the one that has ministered to me the most is this. I said because for some reason, I may have lost sight of what God will have me do. Or I, I got comfortable that, okay, perhaps I'm in it, but I'm not in the fullness of it yet. But this has kind of quickened me to begin to reevaluate those things that I wrote down in those three weeks. Because in those three weeks, I wrote a question. I said, who am I? Very, very key. I wrote it, who am I? And I began to write down everything the Lord laid in my heart at that point. Regardless of whether I could do it or not, I just wrote down everything the Lord laid in my heart at that point in time. And I had to go back and start looking at them. I said, man, I've not even scratched the surface yet. Praise God. I've not even scratched the surface yet. And there are things that God has laid in your heart. And the essence of this is to what? Align you back to what you're supposed to do. Praise the Lord. Is to what? Bring you back. Why? Because God gets the glory when you are doing what you have been sent to do. Praise the Lord. I give an example like this chair. I can stand on this chair to touch the, 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 the TV. But the reality of it is that this chair was never meant for standing. And the same thing is with our lives. You may be doing something, but that may not be originally what you were designed to do. But the moment I sit down on this chair, I'm accomplishing the purpose for which that chair was created. Chairs were meant to be sat on. There is something God has created for you to do. And the earnest or the quicker we realize it, the better for us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so I said here that what? That alignment is said to occur when our lives are perfectly in sync with God's plan and purposes for our lives. Praise the Lord. And that is why our anchor text for this month is Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. And it says what? I am God's own handiwork, recreated in Christ that I may what? Do those works or the good works which God has planned before time that I should what? Walk in them. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And I said here that the equation for fulfillment is that what? When we are aligned with the purpose of God and we are working in purpose, then we accomplish what we call what? Divine or destiny alignment. Just for us to just hasten things a bit for the sake of time. Uh, uh, praise the Lord. So we begin to look at what? The genesis of purpose. How did purpose initially come to, uh, come to play? You know, just to digress a bit. You know, 
I've been pondering on this subject purpose all week, just meditating on it. And you know, there are certain things that will happen in our lives. And you begin to wonder, but God, why did this happen? And all of a sudden, I told my wife, I said, do you realize that every one of us here, whether you have failed in the past or not, that, that you were born to win? I'm not saying it to excite you. I'm saying it, it's your reality. Praise God. And she said, what do you mean? I said, remember in biology, we were told that when a woman and a woman have sexual intercourse, we are told that a hundred million sperm is released at, every, at that point in time. But it only takes one to fertilize the egg. And I told her, I said, of all the hundred million, you made it. So that means if it was a race, you won the race. And so even before you were born, by destiny you were what? Born to what? To win. You were born to win. Yes, there may be fights. There will be, there will be what? Challenges. But by nature, you were what? Born to win. And that is why I think it was the book of John said that what? Whoever is born of God, whoever is born of God, what? Overcomes the world. That this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And so we begin to look at the subject of purpose. How did this purpose even start about? Now, the Bible tells us in the book of Genesis 2 from verses 4 to 5, it says what? That this is the history of the heavens and the earth. When they were created in that day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens before any plant of the field that was in the earth, before any herb of the field had grown. And it said, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth. And it says what? And there was no man to till the ground. Praise the Lord. There was no man to till the ground. So there was a problem. Praise God. There was a problem. There was a problem. And God found the solution in verse 7. And he says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils and the breath of life and man became a living being. And from that point to verse 8, carrying onwards, and God said, you know what, till this garden, do whatever it is, but don't touch these trees and that. In other words, when we are looking at the context of purpose here, number one is this, you were created to solve a problem. Because why? Your problem was, a problem existed. That is why God created you. Praise the Lord. A problem what existed. You know, the Bible said that what I am the Lord. You know what? I see the end from the beginning. Praise God. And so he knew the problem that will exist. And he said, of who will I send? And he said, ah, I think I should send Anna. Praise God. Because there is nobody who can solve this problem except her. That is why you and I were created. I'm saying this because of all the things that we can ever think of. For me, personally speaking, aside the subject of salvation, this is the most important. Because it is possible for you and I to be doing something and think that we are successful in it, whereas we were never even asked to do that in the first place. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And that is why you see Isaiah 45 verse 9. It says, it says, look at these people. They are arguing, arguing with the one who made them. Look at them argue with me. They are like pieces of clay from a broken pot. The clay does not say to the one molding it, man, what are you doing? Things that are made don't have the power to question the one who makes them. Praise God. 
In other words, God made you. Our purpose is not created. That I see somebody singing, or, or for, for instance, you know, I see Lyo singing, and I say, oh, you know, I want to have a voice like Lyo, I want to sing. And so for that reason, I say, oh, that is my purpose. No. Your purpose is not created. Your purpose is not guesswork. Is what is discovered. There is something that God has sent for you and I to do. And guess what? That is why the Bible says that what in that passage you read in Luke chapter 2, Jesus was so quick to ask his, to tell his spirits, did you not know that what? I must be about my father's business. Praise God. In other words, the reason why purpose exists is because God has a plan. God has a plan. The overarching plan of God's intention is that what all men be saved. That's the desire of God. However, there are different contexts to God or people being saved. That's why some people through engineering as a lecturer, because you're a lecturer, God opens door for you to speak to somebody. And next thing they give their life to Christ. You could be a nurse, whatever it may be. But the point is God wants to find expression in that particular thing you're doing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so I said that there are very key questions you and I must ask ourselves if indeed we are going to fulfill destiny. Number one is what? Who am I? It's a question that everybody must ask. Who am I? Number two is what? Why am I here? Number three, which we know the answer for every Christian. Who sent me? Praise God. Number four is what? Who am I sent to? Praise God. You are not sent to everybody. That's why many a times, if you make your ambition that everybody must like you, it's a wasted effort. You know, my, my boss always says something. Some will, some won't, but so what? Praise God. It is not everybody you are sent to. And the last one is, where am I going? That is my destiny. Where am I going? You know, many of us must begin to ponder these questions because this will help us in the decision making that we are confronted with every single day. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so I said, why purpose? This is, this is what I, I'll, be, I'll be dwelling on for the few minutes I have. Why purpose? Number one, purpose determines your place. Praise God. Purpose determines your place. You are not supposed to be everywhere. Praise God. You are not supposed to be everywhere. The Bible said that what John the Baptist was destined to be in the wilderness. The day he left the wilderness was the day he got killed. Praise God. Because he said that what? I am the voice in the wilderness. People were coming there to hear the word of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There is a place for you. What? There is a geographical location for you. And that is why I asked the question, you are in Swansea, but why? Praise God. You could have been anywhere. You could have gone to any uni, but you, God used, remember, divine alignment. God used the events in your life that you are here at this time. It is only wise to find out why. Praise God. Your purpose, what? Determines your place. Your purpose determines your place. Number two, your purpose determines people. You pick people based on where you are going. 
when Jesus was going to change the whole world, after he had fasted, he could have called any Tom, Dick, and Harry. But what? He selected 12. Praise God. And it's these 12 that together with exclusive of Judas, but to, to be honest, Judas still accomplished his purpose. Praise God. Hallelujah. He selected these 12 based on where he was going. Praise the Lord. Who are those in your life? Who are you selecting as friends? Are you choosing them based on where you're going or where you have been? Praise God. Because you see, just like Lot and Abraham, for the fact that Lot followed Abraham out of his father's house does not mean that they were going to the same place. Praise God. You see, there's a saying that said that 20 friends cannot play for 20 years. At some point in time, life would give way that you have to, everybody will find where they're going. And that's why they'll say, show me your friends and I will tell you where you're, where you're going. Praise God. Pastor Sam Adeyemi said that, you know what, success is predictable. So your destiny, I can tell you, you know, it's almost like there was a group of guys who were in this church before. They have, they have left now and graduated. But these guys, I think there were about eight of them. Everywhere you went, you will see them together. They never, they were almost inseparable. And when they were graduating, all of them made first class. All of them. Even the dullest of, among them. Because why? The Bible says what? He who keeps company with the wise will be wise. It's by destiny. It's by nature. You know, I learned it from my son. I noticed that we are seeing that he's, he's, he's barely 10 months, but he's almost willing to walk. And I said, isn't it funny? Because he has seen his elder ones walking. And that's why that if you want to go far, you must begin to select people who you are dealing with. Praise God. I said it last week. Life is an airport. For the fact that I saw you at the airport doesn't mean that I should chill with you to discuss. We can only chat if we are going to the same place. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Number three, your purpose determines your prosperity. Your purpose determines your prosperity. The Bible records in the book of Genesis that there was famine in the land and Isaac wanted to make the same mistake his father made. Because when there was famine, Abraham went down to Egypt. Egypt, technically speaking, connotes ungodliness. Yes, Egypt will have wealth because the truth is the devil will offer you the beauties of this world. But Isaac wanted to make the same mistake. And God said, what? Do not go down to Egypt, but stay in this place. For there is where I will prosper you. And the Bible said, and Isaac sowed in the land. And did what? He had a hundredfold of what he had sown. Your purpose will determine what? Your prosperity. Praise the Lord. Number four, your purpose determines your power. Everybody, you know, the Bible says, the book of Genesis 1, it says what? And God said, have dominion. There's an area you must have dominion in. Praise God. And it's purpose that determines that location. Praise God. And that is where you will command authority. That is where when you speak, people hear you. Take for instance now, if Lyo was to have a music masterclass, I will sit and I will listen. 
Because I know nothing about music. or talk about, I, I know nothing about music. That is their area of dominion. Praise God. And just like every one of us here, your purpose determines what? Your dominion. You were made to dominate something. Praise God. There's an area that where you will speak, people are supposed to listen. Jesus said what? Occupy till I come. Praise God. There is a place for you and I. Hallelujah. Number five, your purpose determines your perspective. For me, this is the most crucial. Why? Because your perspective is about how you interpret things. Praise God. You see, the difference between raw material and rubbish is purpose. Praise God. The difference between raw material and rubbish is what? Purpose. Somebody will see trash or paper and step on it. And somebody will see it else and pick it up to recycle it to toilet paper. What? Purpose. A carpenter will see wood and say what? I want to build something. Somebody, a cook will see wood and say I want to use it to cook. Purpose. Your purpose determines what? Your perspective. And your perspective is key to how you interpret events in your life. Remember I said that divine alignment is when God uses what? The events in your life or circumstances to ensure that you are in line with his will. That is why the Bible said that the sons of Issachar, they what? They had a different way of interpreting things. That when things happen in their life, they did not say, oh, I'm finished. It's a question of God. What are you truly doing? Praise God. Because the reality of it is all things work together for good. The Bible could have said some things. All things. We may not know it yet, but there is something God is doing. Regardless of what it is. You see, I remember the day my dad passed away. And I asked myself that scripture. So God, what is the reason for him passing away? But I came to understand that God was ushering me higher into my destiny. That there are things that perhaps my dad's presence was limiting me from entering into. Yes, it may not have been God's will at that point in time for him to go. But God was using that same thing to accomplish his desire for my life. Praise God. Purpose determines what? Your perspective. Praise God. Finally, what? Purpose determines what? Your potential. And I say this, that when God is judging us, he's not just judging you based on potential, on purpose. He will judge you based on your potential. In other words, if I put in you capacity to, to do more than what you're doing. So for instance, God has created me. Say for instance, I'm, the, I'm giving an example. God has created me. Okay, that one of the things I know God has created me for, although I, it took a long time for me to agree to it, was to be a pastor. I never ever wanted to be. Never. But now, that's part of my purpose. But when he's judging me, he's not just judging me whether I was a pastor or not. It was based on the potential he put in me to be a pastor. So for instance, he put that potential to, to have a mega church. I'm just giving an example. And I'm just here comfortable have i really fulfilled what he has sent me to do no praise god because remember the power of, of the talents 
The Bible said that what? To one, he gave three. No, sorry, five. To one, he gave three. And to one, he gave one. That talent was purpose. But what, what they did with what they were given determined whether they were to enter the rest of their master. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so you see that it's very, very critical. And finally, I said that what purpose determines your profit. Everybody wants to make money. It is not in the nature of anybody to be poor. Yes, they can say pastors preach prosperity message. But it's only the reality of it. God was, God created us to sustain ourselves. Praise God. Because when you read the book of Genesis, he said that what? And he made every fruit. In the fruit was its seed. And what do you do with seed? You plant for what? Greater harvest. Praise God. Your purpose determines what? Your profit. And when I say profit here, it's a factor of you are trying to do things. Or perhaps you want to have it, um, you want to accomplish financial freedom. But yet, you, have, you would only do that when you accomplish what you have been created to do. Praise God. Because the aim is not to make money. That's the reality of it. The aim is not to make money. The aim is to fulfill what God has called me to do. But by the nature of who God is, when you are doing what you have been created to do, you will be compensated for what you do. Praise God. And that's where value comes into play. Because if you're a person of value, people would reward you. Money is an exchange for value. Regardless of whatever it is. Money is an exchange for what? Value. And I said that what your purpose will what? Determine what? Your profit. Hallelujah. And this is why it's critical that you and I must begin to prepare our heart this month. Yes, you have been saved. But these are critical questions you must begin to ask God. Because your purpose is not in me. If you ask me your purpose, I don't know. I might give you clues based on what I can see. But the only person who can tell you what you have been created to do is the person of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Why? Because the Bible said that when God created man, man was a lifeless being. And he breathed his breath into man. And man became a living being. We know the Holy Spirit to be the breath of God. Hallelujah. He is the one who bears witness with us that we are the sons of God. He is the one who acknowledges what we are and what we are not. Praise the Lord. And this is very, very important. Regardless of your gender, your whatever it is, it's highly critical that if we are going to fulfill destiny, if we are going to align with what God has in store for us, then you and I must be willing to pay whatever price it takes. Because the truth is, there comes a price. You must pay a price. But for whatever price it will cost me, let it be that I pay that price to do what God will have me do. That is why Jesus said last week, that I said last week, he said, there is a baptism that I'm yet to be baptized with. He says, how I am stretched until it's accomplished. That baptism was the baptism of death. To die on the cross of Calvary for you and I. But look at the glory that came afterwards. Look at the glory that came afterwards. I will end with this that someone said. He said that many people or people may spend their whole lives climbing the ladder of success. Only to find once they reach the top that the ladder is leaning against the wrong wall. 
Praise God. The last thing you and I will ever want to do is to do what God did not send you to do. Praise God. Because just like the nature of God, anything you send yourself to do, you would pay for it. But anything God sends you to do, God will pay for it. Praise God. Let us bow our heads even as we pray. Everlasting Father God in heaven, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Father God in heaven, I know that you have put this desire of purpose in our hearts for a reason. We are asking, O oh God in heaven, that Lord, you would minister unto us, O oh God. Even for us who are already working in purpose, but we know that there is more. Lord, open our eyes to see. Open our ears to hear. And let our hearts be obedient to the glory and honor of your name. Thank you, most holy God in heaven. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name, I have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.